You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> welcome back. If you've listened before, and uh, if not, welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. Today, I have this gorgeous woman across from me, but it's it's not Anna this time. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Ellis, a, the biological mother of uh, our foster son Jesse. Um, is here again. We we had it. We did a show about a week ago, didn't we? Yeah, it's about a week ago, and uh, and and we sort of announced to the world kind of everything about mainly you making the decision to walk away from the life. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, when we say the life, drugs, you know, crime, crime gangs, gangs, the whole thing, violence, all that kind of stuff. You you want to you want to get away from that life. Uh, just to recap, what. What was the catalyst for change? What caused you to want to change all that stuff? What what made you want to get away from it? Just constantly being away from my kids and not them necessarily saying I disappointed them, but me having the feeling like I disappointed them. And you, of course, made me want to change. Yeah. Um, now, we had this great show. We had so much support, and thank you everyone that commented on Facebook and texts and emails and all yes, the messages. Thank you. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was awesome. Crystal, it was on my feed. Uh, oddly enough, Crystal and I are not friends on Facebook, but we're you know that's all, all that's in flux right now. It's all going to get changed here this week. But um, she got to see it on my feed, and and how did you feel when you saw all those comments? It was amazing. It was. I wasn't, I'm not used to it, so it was like a little overwhelming, but overall, I felt great. But these are people that don't even know you, you don't even know, and they mm-hmm. had so much kind to say about you. Yeah. That had felt to feel good. good. It did. Good. Felt great. So thank you, everyone uh, that commented. That was amazing. It was. It felt really good, because I, I didn't expect that kind of response, honestly. And then when it was there, and then I was able to show you, it was just a... And, and you do your crystal thing, right? Yeah. Where everything's just dead quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it's crystal staring, no expression. <laughs> so you know that it's really struck a chord, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, since then, we've had a little bit of time pass, a week or whatever it's been. Um, hasn't been the easiest week for you. No. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, what was it? Friday? I, well, it was. I had been. I have. I work at this company. It's called the Honest Company, actually, and it's a warehouse. So I'm just really packing boxes and organizing everything for the customer to receive. So it looks really nice. I have been basically just feeling like I've been overworked. Mm-hmm. And I was complaining and complaining. And I, I would say I was kind of being a little rude to some of my coworkers. So on Friday, I, I woke up not feeling well. I wasn't even planning on going to work. But then I just decided to just go so I don't receive a point for not showing up. So I'm late to work, which I received a half point for that. And like... The, the day seemed good, um, but late. I, I work my whole eight hours, mm-hmm. and then I'm on the bus on my way home, actually, and I get a call from... Um, the placement agency. You yeah, work for a place, temp agency that mm-hmm. finds you jobs, right? Yeah, so the guy who hired me on <laughs> called me, 
And he was like, well, Crystal, your assignment has been terminated. And I like I didn't even bother to ask why because I knew why already. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, thank you. And he's like, well, if you want something else, just give us a call and they'll put you back on available. So like the whole, I'm just sitting there on the bus like my feelings are so hurt. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to cry, but I didn't. But it was I. I think um, I learned something out of it all. Um, that was actually my first well, time. Well, you you had two hours on that bus to think about this, yes, right? Before to you ride got home, and right? Just think about all the mistakes I made and what not to do again, how not to get fired, and what it felt like being fired for the first time. Now, when we talked about this before we did the show, you know, you and and you know your initial reaction that day was. Well, you know, it seemed unfair. It seemed unjust, mm-hmm. right? And then you had some time to think about it. And when you got off the bus after thinking about it for two hours, what what transpired in that thought process for you? Well, just kind of just owning that it wasn't no one else's fault but my own. Because I caused all that to happen. Basically, it wasn't like they were looking to fire me. Right. So I just had to accept that I did this. And that's what made me kind of like feel not like a victim, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I mean, really, if you if you caused it, you have the ability to change it. If somebody mm-hmm. else caused it, you can't change it. Right. 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 And that's a cool thing. Yeah. What did you learn? I sound like a dad to now. Just <laughs> work hard. Even if you feel overworked or you feel like something is your like, I was kind of moving when I worked there. I was like faster than people who were there longer than me. So I would actually have to help them with their work, which what I was complaining about, like feeling like, okay, they're taking advantage. Like they're just making me do all these boxes. But really, that's the protocol when you're done and someone else is like backed up, you're supposed to help them. So I shouldn't have been complaining because that's the rules. Well, and that's the other thing is works. too, is that if you are the girl, if they're watching everything you do, which every good employer is, if you're the girl that gets your stuff done, then you're helping everybody else all the time. That's, that's an opportunity for advancement. Yes. Right. Definitely. That's an opportunity for a full-time instead of a temp job, a full-time job. And then of course, moving up the ladder. Right. Mm-hmm. But you didn't see that at the la- at that time. No, I didn't. I just looked at it as more Why? work. Why? I think it has a lot to do with me learning me and trying to overcome what I used to be and become what I'm trying to be. So it's like my old ways got in the way, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that'll happen again? No. Why? Because I... I the feeling of being fired is like horrible. It's like the worst feeling. And I don't want that to happen again. So from here on out, I'm just going to work hard, do what I'm supposed to do, not complain. And just know that if they're giving me more work, then I'm, why would I say it? Well, more that's a work test. than and if I'm you can required take to do, then it's a good thing. It's That's not an opportunity. a bad thing. Yeah. And even if they don't notice it, you learn that about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. That's Definitely. the cool part of it. Yeah. 
Now, as far as the rest of the week, uh, today, I mean, okay, I got to tell everybody this. The reason why I said this at the beginning, I'm sitting across from this incredibly beautiful woman. Um, Crystal did her first modeling gig today. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Elaine did your makeup and it was just like, Elaine said, I got I to gotta say, I got to tell them what Elaine said. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine's outside and she says, I, I got it. And they're coming into our shop where Anna and I are working today, right? And, uh, and Elaine says, I got to go ahead just so I can introduce you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel about the makeup and how did you feel about just the whole thing? The, the shooting, uh, I yeah. mean, that's a big departure. Think of where you're at two years ago. Yes. It, all of it's new for me. So it's, I was nervous, very nervous, but excited at the same time. So once like sitting there, letting her do my makeup, which no one's ever done was a new experience. I had anxiety a little. Why? <laughs> you weren't just, sure what she was going to do I to you? just wasn't sure about what I was about to look like. Was I going to look like a drag queen? <laughs> <laughs> was it going to just be too much? But it really, it came out really, really good. I was very pleased with the outcome. You look I beautiful. It's stunning. Like stunning. I mean, yes. I'm going to sleep on my back. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning looking just like just this. Just like I woke up I like woke this. I woke up like you this. You can do a selfie and put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, it was pretty cool. And you did good. And you could see we, we didn't shoot that many frames. We only shot, I think, 63 or 65 frames. Mm -hmm, but the transformation from the first shot to the very last one, the, third, the first one, you look like a thug, right? <laughs> And then the last one was just this beautiful woman expressing herself. What what happened in that in those sixty three frames? I think it's I just had to get comfortable and just think of all the good things I'm trying to do with myself and how my son Tyshawn, which is my like biggest supporter, is gonna feel about just me changing and becoming this new person. So I just thought about like happy things. Like what's he going to think? What's my uncle going to think? How it made me feel. And it, I just loosened up. So it turned yeah. out good. Let's talk a little bit about Tyshawn. Now, I, I think last time we really didn't talk about your, your other kids. You've right. got, you've got other children outside of Comaine or Jesse, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about your kids. I have Tyshawn, which is my oldest, and I have Kasha, that's my second oldest. And they lived with me for a little amount of time before I was arrested, and then I sent them with their dad. Mm -hmm. So Ty Tyshawn and Kasha, they, they stayed with their dad since then. And Tyshawn, Kasha, she's more, she's a girl, so she's more like, why are you not here? You know, like get it together. And Tyshawn is more, I think, I don't, I think I have, I would say I have like a better relationship with, cause Kasha's in Memphis and I'm from New Mexico and Tyshawn is in New Mexico with his dad, but Kasha's dad is from Memphis. So she's so far away. So it's not, we don't have the same relationship that me and Tyshawn do. So it's, I think Tyshawn supports me more and understands everything more because I think we spend more time when I am in New Mexico. He's always with me 
So I think we just have like a different bond than me and Kasha. So I think that's why he's more like supportive. Like, mom, I know it's bad right now, but you'll get it together. You always do. And Kasha's more like, what's wrong with you? I think it's just the the bonds are different. What would be a win uh, with Kasha for you? To turn things around and what, what would you like to hear her say? I'm mom. I'm proud of you. Do you think a day will come? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does that motivate you? It does. Yes, it does. Now, Tyshawn is your biggest cheerleader. I've, I've <laughs> in the last, in the time I've known you, this, this young man, now he's, he's a, he's a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kasha, how old is she? She's 13. Okay. Uh, now, Tyshawn is a senior in high school. He's doing extremely well. Yes. Uh, he wants to go to Stanford, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He wants to go to Stanford. He's a stud athlete, big kid, uh, and, and a great, really great kid. Yes, really fascinating kid. He's really great, yeah. A real gentleman mm-hmm. and like that. Uh, now, and again, he has never got anything negative to say to you. doesn't matter how bad the situation is. He's always supportive. Yes, always. What's a win for you and him? For in your eyes? Just, I just, because he, he always, like, texted me and called me, like, Mom, are you okay? Like, I just, a win for me with him would be for him not to have to worry about if I'm in jail or not or if I'm doing okay. Like, because those are the type of things I feel like I should be asking him. Like, Tyshawn, is everything okay? Like, I feel like, me being the parent, I should be asking him that, being that he's 17. But he, it's different. Like, it's he does that for me. So I think a win would be just for him not to have to worry yeah. and just know that my mom's good. She's on the right track. I don't have to call and make sure that she's going to answer this phone. So, yeah, I think that will be a win for me with him. Does he ever worry about your safety? Losing your life? Mm. Do you ever say it that way? I th- I, I'm pretty sure he's worried about my safety being that I'm so far away and I'm here basically alone. I don't have any family in Vegas. So I think that's a worry, but I'd, I'm not sure if he just necessarily worries about like any think any bad thing like somebody just shooting me i don't think he worries about that but i'm not sure you never know yeah you never know he is a warrior so now in this in this process canadian process in this process of of leaving the life that you're about to do at what point do you want to talk to him about or i I should ask you this have you ever considered sitting down with him and with kasha and just giving them an opportunity to clear the air and tell you what they think and feel and what they've been through. Well, me and Tyshawn, we kind of do that already. And I would say Kasha as well. She, like when we do talk, we just, she just expresses like how she feels basically. So I think we've already done that. It's just basically about overcoming the past and me becoming a better mother, a better person for us to be where we need to be. Do you see them coming out to see you in Vegas ever? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Tyshawn's all for it. Kasha, she's a different, it's a different story. I have a lot of work with her. Because, yeah. like, like I said, me and Tyshawn have a different bond than me and Kasha. Like, I've spent more time with Tyshawn. Like, it's, our bond is different than me and Kasha's. Kasha's, I rarely see her. The only thing, the only time she hears from me is basically if I'm sending money or it's a holiday or it's her birthday. Tyshawn, it's a different story. So I just feel like with Kasha, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out. It kind of reminds me of me and my mom's relationship when I was younger, like how I felt about her not being there. Me and my sister, we talk about that all the time. Like, now I feel I know how mom felt mm-hmm. with me being, like... Were you, like, Kasha? So, yeah, raw, raw. Mm-hmm. So, now I... Me and my sister talk about it a lot. So, I'm experiencing it, so... How do you feel about that? It's heartbreaking, actually. Yeah. It It's very heartbreaking. Like, I usually... Well, let me interrupt you for a sec. Do, do you see there to be an advantage... Because you had that, so really you know what Kasha's feeling because you've been through that. Mm-hmm. Is that an advantage to help men fences there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's And I remember growing up just saying, like, if I ever had children, I just wanted to be different from my mom. So sometimes when I look back at it, I'm like, in ways I'm different, but in some ways we're similar so it's heartbreaking but i think isn't that normal i mean whether we like i mean the last thing anna ever wants to hear is that she's like her mom but who else would she possibly be like right right you know what i mean i mean these are the people that shape our lives right Mm -hmm. good or bad uh now you can draw good from it you can draw bad from it but uh you know I mean, that's inevitable. It's, it shouldn't be this massive insult. Um, but are you, would you consider yourself to be, do you have the same value system as your mom? Do you look at everything the same way? No, I wouldn't say I do. No. Now you told me that before that your mom's involved in the gang, you're not involved in the gang. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the difference there? How come you didn't? I mean, everybody around you, is involved in gangs. Why did you not go that path? I just, I've never been the type of person who felt like I need to do something to fit in or felt like I needed like some type of support system because I, I I would say I had a good support system, which was my great grandmother who raised me and my siblings. So I never felt like I needed love from being in a gang right. or that I was missing something. I just never felt like I had to but, even get in a gang to prove myself. Like I, I've kind of always knew what I'm capable of and who I am. Now, gangs are all around you though. Mm-hmm. Was there ever pressure? Well, I don't think it would be pressure. It was just, if they just, my family kind of feels like, okay, if you're not put on to this gang, you're born in it. So it wasn't really pressure. It was just like, okay, she, she wasn't put on, but she was, she's, she's family. Like she yeah. was born into it. So that's kind of how they look at it. 
So they look at it as you are part of the gang. Right, right. Gotcha. Okay. Now, um, is there any, are there any repercussions for you then leaving this life behind? Are there repercussions for you? I don't think so. And, and if there is, I don't think it would be like anything violent or, and then anything that will really affect me. Like if it's negative, like no one wants to talk to me because, oh, I'm trying to be better than what I've came from. I don't think that would really just affect me much. Or if they stop talking to me, I don't think that would be, that would bother me. Yeah. Because it's just obviously people that I don't need around. So, well, you've already made that choice though with some people, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you've had some people that you've told that you're doing this, that you're doing, and we're going to get your website should be up and running this week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start on the podcast actually this week as well. Uh, You're, you know, the podcast you and I are going to do together, not this good light unscripted one. It's going to be called Crystal Alice Coming Clean. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're going to get that kicked off this week. That's what the pictures were for today. Mm-hmm. Your big modeling debut is for your website <laughs> and for all that stuff. Yeah, it's um, going to be awesome. Uh, but somebody you, you talked to, and I'm telling your story now, but somebody you had talked to that was close to you laughed at you when you told them you were doing that. Yeah. Why did they laugh? I think, <clears throat> be, I think being small-minded and they know nothing other than negativity and just not trying to amount to anything is kind of like their mindset. So I think that it was, that's why it was kind of like, uh uh-huh, like funny to them. Right. But. What was your reaction? Like my reaction, I just kind of blew it off. Like it kind of hurt my feelings a little but then I just like blew it off. Like, okay, whatever. You'll see the podcast and then you'll be like, oh, that's my, you know. Right. Yeah. Now, a couple of years ago, would you just blow it off? No, it probably would have been an argument. I might have <laughs> even just snapped. Yeah. So. Do you, th- do you see that as progress? I do. Yeah. Was yes, it hard to I do did. that? Not really. I think it's starting to come natural. Like I, I, I noticed like, cause I write the bus a lot. So there's a lot of stuff that people say on the bus that the old me would react to. Well, I remember you wrote me a text one day and some old, old white lady got on the bus and was calling you and others the N word. Yes. Yes. And yes, yes. you told me, <laughs> I get this text and I'm looking at it. I'm laughing. Cause you said, had this been the old you, you would have got up and, and basically punched her out and yes, threw her off the bus. Right. But you didn't. So you're, not. so you're so happy that you'd yeah. experienced this as growth. Cause you hadn't killed this woman. Yeah, It felt good to just be able to sit there and just, look at her and just like this is just an ignorant person like you're ignorant right so the the change is good so when i like actually encounter it and i just experiencing the change it makes me feel really good so i think a a point i want to make here is that yes we're talking about this now we started talking about it publicly last week and again today, and we're going to go full bore with this thing next week. Mm-hmm. The inference one may draw from that is that this is just something we cooked up last week. Right. No. <laughs> but you've been doing this as of a year and a half ago. Yes. Since you yes. got out of jail, basically, you made decisions when you got out of jail mm-hmm. about what you're going to do different with your life. Exactly. Right? Now, when you got out of jail, we talked last time about uh, being arrested, 
Quomaine being taken from you, going into foster care, we became his foster parents, Anna and I, and, uh, and then you getting out of jail and we talked about us meeting and like that, the change you talk about. Now, uh, there were still some things that you did that weren't necessarily the best decisions, some mm-hmm. decisions you made. Right. You know, uh, you weren't supposed to have contact with his dad. You guys did uh, uh-huh. driving when you didn't have a license, stuff like that. Yes, um, yes. Now, talk about that process of getting from there where you really wanted to do it to where you are now where you're doing it. I think... Where the, where the bad decisions are few and far between and before they were still a big part of your life. I think now that I'm kind of away from that type of like environment and I'm not around the same people that are doing the same things and don't care if I'm just all over the place makes a big difference. And just me actually wanting to truly change and become a better person. It plays a part. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that when I first got out of jail, like it's like everybody when they first got out, they're scared. They're not doing anything for the first month, I would say. You don't want to get caught. Right. So you're not doing nothing. And then you slowly start to get comfortable. So, you know, you start to doing old things that you were doing. Like I knew I wasn't supposed to have the contact with his dad, but I still had contact with them. So I think just I needed time really until distance myself from a certain type of energy mm-hmm. to make me just focus and get it together. And you've done a good job at that. Uh, you know, you've gone places and then when things became negative, you got out and found another place. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, I want to talk about the drug use. Okay. <clears throat> now your, your drug of choice has been. Um, prescription medication okay so like pain pills now when you got out you know for a time you would pass your drug test and you start failing drug tests and you just didn't take drug tests which Mm -hmm. is considered a failure right right talk about that struggle with drugs why would you want to take them and stop and then why would you want to restart what were the the factors that made you make the choice to restart again and and to stop i think like when i'm under a lot of stress or something doesn't go the way I plan for it to go. If like something bad happens, then that's my go-to. Like, I just don't want to feel it. Like, I just want to block it out. So I would use. So I think that that's what it was like being stressed out with something then I will use. So I just had to What kind of things would stress you out, Crystal? Being that cuz I worked through a temp agency so from and then it it, it it's a lot cuz at the, I'm still fighting to get my baby back. So it was that like okay, so if I I'm it's a requirement to work basically while you're doing a case plan. So if I start a job and it ends, that will be a stress, something I would stress about. like Because you don't know when the next one's going to come exactly. up. Exactly. Or I'm staying with somebody and I'm paying rent there and the job ended. So the, it, it wasn't just one little thing that would stress me out to make me. It's like multiple things back to back that make me just overwhelmed. And So just, when you use, how long would you use? 
I, I think it would just be for that day. Just that day, like, really is how I would do it. Like, if, if I'm feeling really stressed out, I'll just be like, okay, I'm just going to do this, and that will be that. And then the next day, what happens? I'll be regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing I have a drug test coming up. So it... It was huh? so it doesn't make things any better. It it doesn't. It didn't make it any better because at the end it just created a more problem for me. Okay, yes, you lost your job. Yes, you're staying here and you have to pay rent. You don't know when you're going to get work again. But then now you're going to fail a drug test, which involves getting your baby back. So it 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 wasn't really. It didn't it didn't help the situation at all. And so I want to, I want to bounce over to another direction for a second. We talked in the last show about your uncle Marvin getting shot. Mm-hmm. Immediately after that, your mom decided, why is she in jail right now? I'll have you ask, answer that question. She's in jail due to a, the crime she committed the same day my uncle was murdered, which yep. is her only brother. It's just the two of them. Right. So the, And what was that crime? She, it's, um, what, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. She went back and got payback. Yeah. Now, you had talked to her, you told me this, you had talked to her after the fact mm-hmm. and asked her if that felt better. What did she tell you? No, it didn't. She, she said that. What was that conversation like with her? Why did you ask her that question? Because sometimes, like. My the my uncle passing is a really big issue for me. Like I don't take it well. So, and I sometimes think about like wanting revenge myself. Like so, I just kind of wanted to know did that make her? Did she get anything out of it? Like was there any satisfaction out of what she did? And it wasn't. So, I think it was just. Now, she went over there and attacked another family member, right? Yeah. What did she do? She cut her throat. And she survived? Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And so your mom, what what were your mom's thoughts after you asked her that question? What did she say? She, She just basically said that it didn't make her feel any better. And I'm not sure if it didn't make her feel any better because the lady didn't pass away or it just didn't make her feel any better because nothing changed. Does she regret it? Did you get that sense? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Is I don't, that part of the gang thing? Payback? Well, yeah, it's part. It comes with that, but I don't think that's really necessarily what it was about or what her mind frame was at. When she did it, I think it was just more like, this is my only brother, you know, and like he's a big support system in my life and her life as well. So this just had been taken from her. So it's like, okay, you took this from me, so I'm going to take this from you. Mm -hmm. I think that was more her mindset. How do you feel about that? How did that affect your life? It terribly, actually. Like, I, I think... When that happened, that's kind of where I started to use the pills more. When that happened, just to kind of numb myself 
Because you lost your uncle and your mom all in the same mm-hmm, time frame. All in the same day. My mom went to jail that same day. Right. Like, it's New Mexico. Everybody knows us. My mom didn't go in these people's house with the mask. So immediately they're calling the police like, oh, such and such did it, you know? Right. So she went to jail that same day. She didn't get to attend the funeral. So in one day you lose your uncle and your mom. Mm-hmm. How did that feel that night? It was hard. It. I wasn't. I can't really say. Did you cry? Oh yeah, I I still cry. So, uh, it's my uncle was like, kind of like Tyshawn, like a big fan, like, and in his eyes, like I could do no wrong. Like I'm just this perfect angel. <laughs> Like, I can do nothing wrong. And he just supported me in, like, everything I did. He got you your first car? Yeah. Every, almost, he was kind of like a big brother, also a dad to you because you didn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a father figure for me for sure. Yeah, he was a lot. He meant a lot. So it was a big loss for me. Now, your mom has been in and out of jail uh, pretty much most of your life. Her going to jail, how much did that affect you in comparison to, if you can, if you can even compare something like that, but how much did that affect you that day? Did you wish she hadn't done what she had done, I guess? Uh, yeah, I, I wish she hadn't done what she done because it put her in jail. Right. Was the way I was thinking of it. So, but, um, so you wish she didn't get caught, basically, yeah, 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 okay, do you still feel that way today? No, no, why, I just because wrong is wrong, and right is right, and at the end of it, yes, they took something that would meant everything to us, but, like they say, two wrongs don't make a right, so I just feel like we should have went about it differently, and then. She wouldn't be where she was at, and she would be able... I don't even think she's even been able to process the fact that her brother's no longer here. She's never seen any of that. She's never gotten closure, has she? No. No. Yeah. When did you begin to think differently about that? Because I spoke with you probably a year ago about your uncle passing, and you said that if you went back to New Mexico you would consider retribution. And now you've done a complete 180 on that, and you say, no, you wouldn't. When did that change? Um, I would recently, actually. Like, it hasn't been that long. And it, I'm still working on my feelings towards certain people involved in the situation. But as far as retaliation, I just don't feel like, because, okay, yes, they're, they, they're going to lose a family member, but what are my kids going to lose? It's, I just feel like it wouldn't be worth it. Like, I'm going to suffer even more. My kids are going to suffer even more than just trying to make myself feel better by hurting someone else. The people that did it, are they in jail? Yes. How long? One of them got 32 years and the other one got 20. Is that enough justice? 
I don't think so, no. No? No. What would be justice? I just I just feel like they shouldn't even be able considered able to even walk the streets again. Like you took somebody's life mm-hmm. into your own hands. Like you know, I just feel like you shouldn't have the opportunity to be free to get to be with your kids because he's not with his. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, yeah. Yeah. Is it going to take you a while to get past that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. I like, mean, and it, when I say past that, I mean, <clears throat> when will you be ready to forgive? I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm past retaliation, but as far as communication and all that, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I just rather not. Ha- I'm not ready for that right now. Do you pray for it? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question. Do you think you'll have peace the day that you can forgive them? I hope so. Do you pray for it? I I don't. I'm not even going to lie. No, I don't. I'm glad you don't lie. <laughs> Just the fact that you're telling me the truth, Crystal, means everything. And that tells me more about you than than anything else, the fact that you don't lie. And these conversations that we've had, and we've had so many conversations that are not recorded. Uh-huh. And uh, what strikes me uh, the deepest is your need and insistence on telling the truth about things. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's the most magnificent thing about you and what you're doing. We could talk a whole lot more. Um, I know you're feeling a lot, so I'm going to give you a break. Oh, okay. Bas- basically, <laughs> uh, I don't want to make you cry because your makeup so perfect. Yeah, I keep having to, like, <laughs> breathe. Yeah, it's, it's a very touchy subject. Oh, of course it would be. That was, that was yeah. a tremendous loss, and it's, it's recent. It's only within two years. Yeah, it's been three, three now. Yeah. But I people say over time, time heals everything. I don't believe that. You don't see that? Mm-mm. I don't. I feel like maybe later on down the line, I might be able to talk about it and not tear up. But I don't ever feel like I will ever be at peace with what happened or just able to just, I don't know, get over it, I guess you could say. At some point, Crystal, you're going to be standing in front of a group of people in a jail or in a school that come from the same world that you're breaking free from. Think the same way, the same scales of justice, the same way of exacting justice for anybody that does anything against you. And really what it is is just people join gangs and it ends up people killing other people. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and really nothing, it's nothing that actually improves anybody's life. Exactly. Uh, nothing gets better. It's just everybody hates and everybody kills. Mm-hmm. What would you have to say to get them to stop that cycle or realize what it is? What would you say? Have you thought about that? I, I haven't thought about that, but I would say just before you feel like you want to take somebody's life just kind of give yourself a second to think about how your mom would feel if it was you you know like just think about the pain you're going to cause that person's family and that person's kids and siblings just I don't just I think just think about that it might 
It might and it might not change the way you... What would you tell your mom before, if you could talk to her right before she went and slashed that woman's throat? Now, I would tell her... I I would stop her from doing it, actually. Like, I would just tell her that it's not going to bring them back. Mm -hmm. It's obviously not going to make you feel any better because you're still going through stuff to this day. Just let go and let God. And I'm going to close with that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, We'll announce the new podcast that Crystal and I will be doing will be Crystal Ellis Coming Clean. Yeah. And uh, and I hope that you will listen. This is basically what it's going to be about, right? Is yeah. your life, Crystal? And and uh, do you find these to be therapeutic? I do. Yes, Talking I do. about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really. I think they're good for me. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Thank you.